A Wednesday edition of Locked on Warriors recapping last night's win against the Pistons. I'll get into Andrew Wiggins' big night, how the team is getting Steph Curry open, and a moment that should make fans excited about James Wiseman, more excited than they already are. It's all coming up next. You are Locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's do this. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group, breaking down the Warriors' 116-106 to win over the Pistons Tuesday. Uh, before getting into my main takeaway, let's take a look at exactly what happened. Steph Curry, 31 points on 9 of 17 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3-point range and 6 assists. He was a leading scorer, but not the most impressive player uh, for the Warriors. That was Andrew Wiggins, 27 points on 9 of 19 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3-point range, and a few of those were just step-back jumpers, contested shots that he really had no business making. 7 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, 3 blocks in the game. Uh, stringing together now, Wiggins, two really impressive games after two duds to start the regular season. Uh, the, the Warriors now have won two straight games after losing by a combined 65 points to Milwaukee and Brooklyn. They've beat the Bulls. They've beat the Pistons. And granted, the Pistons and the Bulls are two teams that are a combined 0 of 7. So this is not like beating title contenders like Milwaukee and, and Brooklyn. But a win is a win. And these were wins that the Warriors desperately needed. They open up the season on a four-game trip. They are returning back to the Bay uh, Friday for their home opener at Chase Center against Portland. It's going to be a little mini-series that they've got going on over the weekend. Uh, but this this sets the stage for them to turn things around. I didn't think that the Warriors were as bad as they were against Brooklyn and Milwaukee, and they've made some key changes. They've simplified the offense. Andrew Wiggins has never looked more comfortable. These were probably his two best games in a Warriors uniform, dating back to even last year when he played 12 games after the trade deadline for them. Um, and Steph Curry, uncoincidentally, has put together his two best games of the season, started to break out of that shooting slump uh, that, that he had to open the season. And, and you've got other guys looking a lot more comfortable. Eric Paschal, 10 points on 3 of 4 shooting, again coming off the bench. Juan Descano-Anderson gets the start uh, in the second straight game. Paschal looks more comfortable playing that small ball 5, playing power forward coming off, off the bench because it allows him to do what it is that he does so well, which is to control the ball, uh, run breaks, get downhill, and he doesn't have to worry about coexisting with Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins in sort of that ball movement first unit. He can just come in and make things happen in more space. When he's a small ball five, there's a lot more space on the floor with him. He plays alongside guys like Damian Lee, Michael Mulder, Brad Wanamaker, guys who can really, Jordan Poole, guys who can, who can space the floor. Um, and so everybody now looks a little bit more comfortable and that even trickled down to Kelly Oubre Jr. who entered the game having missed his first 17 threes of the year he actually has the only shot he has made has been dunks he hasn't made anything outside the restricted area and tonight he finally got going 14 points on 6 of 10 shooting made his first three-pointer of the season thank goodness one of four overall it was the only three-pointer he's made so now you know he's one of 21 on the year but hey that's a lot better than being 0 of 17 uh, five rebounds, two steals, two blocks. He really impresses me, Kelly Oubre, uh, from an ath athleticism standpoint, what he can do defensively at times. 
Uh, he could still get beat backdoor. He could still let guys go by him. He can get caught flat-footed in one-on-one situations. But the dude really tries hard, and you got to give him credit. Despite the shooting struggles, he has made things happen with deflections. Uh, he gets steals. He gets blocks. He plays really, really hard. And, and so you got to give him credit there. But I want to focus more on Wiggins and then get to, to Steph Curry. Wiggins was the generator of the, the game's turning point. The game turned around in the fourth quarter. The Warriors had to come back from what was a 12-point deficit at some point in the second half. And Andrew Wiggins comes in the, in, in the game in the fourth quarter and starts a 20-4 run for the Warriors. Uh, it starts with a three-pointer that he gets off of a James Wiseman um, kickout after Wiseman got an offensive rebound. And he just powered the, the Warriors through sort of the meaty part of that, that final period. Uh, again, 17 of his 27 points in, in the fourth quarter. Steph Curry eventually comes back uh, to, to in, the, in the game in the final few minutes where he drills a three-pointer that kind of caps off that 20-4 run, establishes a double-digit lead for Golden State. Pistons sort of battled back a little bit, but it was never really in question at that point. I think they brought, they cut the lead down to his, to five to five points, but the Warriors they held strong, they maintained the lead, and uh, they went ahead and got the win. For Steph, the big takeaway to me was not the 17 points that Wiggins scored in the fourth quarter. It was the down screen that Wiggins uh, uh, had to set up Steph Curry for an open three pointer in the third quarter. Now. That was a it was it was a routine play in Dynasty Warriors standards, right? How many times have we seen Steph Curry give up the ball, run toward the baseline, curl up the three-point arc, and relocate and get the ball back for an open three-pointer? A million times, right? We've seen that a million times. But we haven't really seen that at all this year. And there's been weeks and weeks and weeks of work. And how many times has this team kept telling us the chemistry is building, we're putting in the work, we're we're gonna gel eventually? Well, Tonight, we had finally a moment, a glimpse into what that work has resulted in, and it resulted in Steph Curry giving up the ball off of a screen, Kelly Oubre off a drag screen set by Kelly Oubre. Oubre gets the ball, flicks it back. He, he looks for Wiseman initially, but Wiseman's getting uh, double cover. The Pistons are doing a good job uh, rejecting the entry pass there. So Juan Descano Anderson flashes up uh, to the top of the key. Oubre flips it over to him. Meanwhile... Steph is doing exactly what Steph has done all year, but you know his teammates haven't recognized it up until this point. He darts down to the baseline, starts to curl up. He's kind of going slow, a little tentative, because he knows he might not even get the ball, but he starts to move up and curl along the right side of the baseline, the opposite side of where Kelly Oubre got the ball, and Andrew Wiggins sees Steph doing what he was doing, immediately springs into action, sets a down screen, hard, good screen on Killian Hayes, which springs Steph Curry open for the easiest three-pointer he's had all year, um, obviously drains it, nothing but net, and Steph was, he just went bananas. I mean, he was so excited about that. The, the Pistons called a timeout right after that. Steph Curry darts down to the other side of the court, uh, high-fives Damian Lee, jumps up in the air, huge ear-to-ear grin, grin on his face. I mean, you could tell that he knew that that was a moment that something had clicked. And Steve Kerr's offense is going to continue to be a little bit more simple than it was. We're not all of a sudden going to have all that motion stuff that we were used to seeing. But 
that is a good wrinkle to have. If you can execute those pick and rolls and Steph Curry can give up the ball and and find room along the arc and his teammates will now begin to help not only find him for those open shots because Steph is good enough at just getting uh, getting open, finding the holes in the defense, but helping create those open shots with those sort of down screens that Andrew Wiggins uh, uh, had, it's going to have a dramatic long-term effect on what the Warriors' offense can do. Um, coming up on an otherwise big night for the Warriors, there was one key area of concern that they need to fix. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag. Are you ready for some football? College football heads into the bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. Plus, the NFL regular season is finishing up, and the playoff picture is becoming clear. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. 50% welcome bonus. That's like winning a bet before you even place a bet. You're getting 50% back on your initial deposit that you can play with. The NFL games uh, on Sunday and Saturday now. You can bet on all of them, bet on the lines, bet on the over-unders. You could do the same thing in the NBA. The college football playoff is coming up New Year's Day. Two games, four teams. If you ask me, Notre Dame has no business being in it. Plus, at betonline.ag, you can bet on NBA lines, NBA over-unders. You could bet on futures. Who do you think is going to win the MVP? Who do you think is going to go to the finals? You can bet on prop bets, like if James Harden is going to get traded. That's at last time I checked, minus one forty. So you play, you put down hundred dollars, you can win one hundred and forty dollars back if they, if they, if Houston ends up trading James Harden. If you've got an opinion, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. It's time for our stat of the game. We're going to go with 20 second chance points from the Pistons. So Detroit got 20 second chance points compared to only 10 for Golden State. And that was generated mostly by uh, 16 offensive rebounds by the Pistons. Uh, If you're the Warriors, you can't let that happen. That's the only reason that Detroit was in this game whatsoever. 20 second chance points without those points, without those 16 offensive rebounds, the Pistons probably don't even break 100 in this game, right? And what what was in an otherwise really great defensive effort by the Warriors. They held the Pistons to 30%, uh, 38% shooting, but uh, were out-rebounded, um, and and I think a lot of that happened when Kevon Looney, unfortunately, was on the court. Now, James Wiseman picked up two early fouls. He did foul out in the game. He played 22 minutes overall. Probably would have played more had he not gotten into that foul trouble, and he was a plus 23 in the game. He was holding his own six rebounds, um, hold uh, six points, but was was everywhere defensively. He was he was more disciplined. Steve Kerr so uh, said so much as that was his best defensive game of the season that he finally looked like he knew what he was doing out there, which seems important. Uh, but Kevon Looney, man, he was a minus ten plus minus in the game. That was behind only Michael Mulder, who didn't really do much of anything. Uh, but he played twenty two minutes. So those minus ten uh, that that was a that was a tough stretch for him. He only had five rebounds. Um, he did have four assists. He was able to play make a little bit. Uh, I'm not saying he had a terrible game overall, but he did get really beat on the boards. Uh, the Pistons, man, they were all over it. 
Jeremy Grant had three offensive rebounds. He's not really a great rebounder historically. Um, Mason Plumley, five offensive rebounds for him. Isaiah Stewart, the rookie, four offensive rebounds for him. Uh, Derek Rose came in and got an offensive rebound. Josh Jackson, who was just playing the G League last year, two offensive rebounds. The Pistons are going to try to do this game to game, right? They're a big team. They start a bunch of big guys. They're going to try to dominate the glass. That's their MO. But if you're the Warriors, you can't allow that to happen to you. Really, again, this season, like 20 second chance points is just way too many. You can't allow that to happen. And so if you're the Warriors, you really got to clean that up. And this hadn't really been an issue for them. They entered the game fourth in box outs per game. NBA's advanced stats website now keeps track of team box outs and player box outs. And again, the Warriors, fourth most box outs in the league going into the Tuesday's game, but uh, they weren't executing on the boards. This was not just the size of Detroit that got the better of them. They were not boxing out, just simple box outs. They were just not performing those things. That's what prevents guys like Derrick Rose being able to flash inside and grab grab offensive rebounds. Uh, wings like Jeremy Grant being able to 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 jump over guys. Um, for those opportunities. If you're Kevon Looney, if you're James Wiseman, if you're some of these other bigs like Eric Paschal, you need to clean that up. Now, getting Draymond Green back obviously will help. He didn't play for the fourth straight game, uh, still dealing with some conditioning issues. He may or may not be back for Friday's home opener against Portland. We really haven't heard one way or the other yet, but um, it, it's that that cannot become a trend if you're the Warriors. The Warriors are going to like a lot of things that they got in this game, right? They're going to like a lot from what happened. You're going to want to try to replicate the ball movement. You're going to want to try to replicate Andrew Wiggins getting downhill and having a, a standout quarter. You're going to want to replicate uh, finding Steph Curry off of the in those off-ball actions. What you're not going to want to replicate is that execution on the boards, the boxing out that didn't happen. You need to get back to those basics. And after you do that, man, you're really going to start turning things around. The Portland Trailblazers, that's going to be a really, really good test for the Warriors. Portland is coming off a big win against the Lakers. Um, I And and now this Portland was a really a team that a lot of people were considering as even with the Warriors going into this season. I was, I'm a little bit higher on Portland than I think a lot of people are. Um, but based on those first two games in Brooklyn and Milwaukee, the Warriors are not even close to being contenders, something that we knew that's expected. But a close win against Chicago... I really think they handled the Pistons tonight, uh, especially in that second half. So I think they show that they're much better than Detroit, especially, again, when you get Draymond back. But this Portland game, it's going to be a really good barometer. So looking forward to that. Uh, coming up, I'll break down what happened on what Steve Kerr is calling James Wiseman's Giannis play. But first, let's talk about Built Go. Uh, whether it's for your mental or physical wall, break through it with Built Go every day. These easy-to-carry one-and-a-half-ounce packages are perfect to bring in your briefcase or in your gym bag. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy, but without that same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. And it comes in three delicious flavors. Peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. So how does Built Go work? Well, Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein, a fast-absorbing protein that promotes joints, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. It's loaded with essential vitamins and just non-essential vitamins that are really great for you. This stuff literally makes you feel better and look better. So here's the offer. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off on your next order. Again, that's the promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. 
If you want to get basketball smart, it starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, it's time to go to Twitter for the question of the game, and this one comes from Gio, who writes in, We couldn't get Giannis to come to the Bay? So what? Let's build ourselves one. Uh, this obviously is in reference to that jaw-dropping play that James Wiseman had in the fourth quarter. Uh, I thought I thought Wiseman had his best stretch of the game in the middle of the fourth quarter. He enters the game with nine-something left. Uh, the game's tied at 85, I believe. By the time he leaves, he fouls out with two, some, two minutes, two and a half minutes left. Um, by the time he fouled out, by the, time, by the time he left the game, the Warriors were up by 10 points. And defensively is where he, he wasn't scoring a ton, but defensively, man, he was just doing all of the right things. But he did have one highlight during that stretch, and that was the Giannis play that Steve Kerr was referring to. He blocks Mason Plumlee's shot in the paint, corrals the loose ball, dribbles it up the floor, dribbles it between two defenders, and then finishes with a Euro step and a right-handed dunk. All of that happens in seven seconds. And Steve Kerr at the end, at the end of the game says that it was a Giannis play. He called it a Giannis play. And, man, it was a Giannis play. He looked like Giannis Antetokounmpo out there, two-time MVP. And, look, we know that the Warriors had dreams of maybe trying to acquire Giannis this year or next year. But Giannis signs the extension. So to Gio's point, you can't get Giannis? Well, maybe you make your own. And, look, I wrote this for the Mercury News, uh, a, a profile on James Wiseman. I really dug into those 13 months in between games, his last game at Memphis, and the entire process leading up to the draft and now uh, leading up to this regular season. And everything that people were telling me were, was, don't sleep on what this guy could do off the dribble. Don't sleep on what this guy could do with the ball in his hands, how he can handle the ball. And we've seen flashes of it this season, right? We've seen flashes of the ball handling. We've seen flashes of what he could do off the dribble in the half court. We've seen flashes of the shooting, flashes of the rim protection. But that was the first time where it was put all together on display like that in a highlight moment. And if you're the Warriors, you've got to be so excited about this kid. It's pretty clear to me that he is now the second... He's probably going to end up being the second most productive player for this team. Maybe it's still Andrew Wiggins if he can string together more of these games. If this is more, if what Wiggins did tonight was a sign of what's to come, it could be still Wiggins. But it wouldn't shock me if it was Wiseman. And if it's Wiseman, by the way, I mean rookie of the year. It's it's done. Like Lamelo Ball is not being impre- is not impressive in Charlotte. We'll see if this Anthony Edwards. We'll see if his hot start continues. But Wiseman has the making of something really special. Uh, with flashes like that. I don't mean to overreact to, uh, to one play, but if he's sort of doing these things before he really knows what's happening out there, he's got this ability that's just unbelievable. And so if you're the Warriors, you are really hoping that you can turn James Wiseman into Giannis. Like, I don't know if it'll be Giannis. I don't know if it'll be Anthony Davis. I, I don't know. But with his skill and his athleticism, and man, that shooting touch is natural. I am not worried about that shooting touch whatsoever. I was going into the draft. I will admit that I was wrong because it didn't look good in college. But man, he fixed it. That touch looks really good. I mean, he's going to be a stretch five. He's already a stretch five. Guys aren't really closing out on him too much. But once you start catching up to the scouting reports, people are going to close out on that that three-point shot. So... He does have the makings of this modern big. He needs to put some of the other stuff together. He needs to keep, he, I think the next step, and this is what Steph Curry said, the next step for, for 
for Wiseman is to start to see the floor a little bit more when the ball in his hands, not force his own shot all the time. He needs to learn how to kick out, needs to learn how, how to pass um, and do those things. He had, I believe, one assist tonight. Yeah, one assist tonight on an Andrew Wiggins three-pointer in the fourth quarter. That that was kind of a half assist offensive rebound. If you're a, if you're a big man, once you offensive rebound, you're always looking to kick out. What you'd like to see from Wiseman is just getting the ball in post position, drawing double teams, and then finding the open man. That's really the next step for him because him at seven foot one, seven feet tall, he's gonna be able to see over the defense and he's gonna be able to execute those passes. It's just about looking for them, having the court vision and the court awareness uh, uh, to locate those passes. But that play. If you're the Warriors, if you're a Warriors fan, there's reason for excitement. Um, that'll do it for us today. Remember, subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, say nice things about the show. Make sure to listen tomorrow. I'll be joined by Bram Hillsman and Connell Letourneau for a special New, York, new Year's resolution edition of the Locked on Warriors podcast. In the meantime, you can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. I'll see you here tomorrow morning.